Good morning, everybody. Uh, very warm welcome to you, if, especially if you're here visiting us. My name's Jamie Mulvaney. I'm an associate minister here. It's great to see you, particularly if you're new. And uh, can I say happy Christmas? Um, it's great to see you. I, I love everything about Christmas. I love everything about it. It's such a, a moment in the year, isn't it? And each one of us, we're wanting to have the best Christmas possible, aren't we? We're wanting to maximize Christmas. And we'll have been looking for advice on how to have the best Christmas possible. We'll have been turning to newspapers and to social media. But then there's also the unsolicited advice as well. You know, the advice that you don't necessarily want, but you're going to get anyway. You know, maybe from that family member or from the clergy. But, you know, considering as we're here, I'm here, here we are. Anyway, I wonder what sort of advice you could use this Christmas. Maybe uh, you're someone who believes in God, but angels and shepherds seem a little far-flung and a little far-fetched. Or maybe you're like the great writer Julian Barnes, who in the uh, opening sentence to one of his books wrote, I don't believe in God, but I miss him. And you're a, you're a nostalgia sort of person, and Christmas is sort of so wrapped up in all these nebulous feelings that you can't quite pin down. Or maybe you've been warming these pews all year, and uh, you would call yourself a believer, and maybe you could be described as faithful. But a series of disappointments over this year, maybe a diagnosis or a death, has left you feeling not joyful and not triumphant. Whoever we are, let's be honest, Christmas can sometimes be a bit of an anti-climax. I, I think that even Jesus Christ himself could have done a little advice on that very first Christmas. Uh, perhaps instead of some frankincense, he could have been given a copy of Bill Bryson's new Christmas bestseller, uh, The Body, A Guide for Occupants. <laughs> we can all do with a little good advice from time to time. But in that reading that we just heard, the angel didn't say to the shepherds, do not be afraid, I bring you good advice. No, he said, I bring you good news. I bring you good news. And this is so important. Because if this event isn't fake news, if this event really happened, if the historians and the timekeepers were right to use this event to divide history between B.C. and A.D., then the message of Christmas is not good advice, but it's good news. I studied history for my undergraduate degree, and then again for my master's. And assessing the evidence is really important, and the evidence for Jesus Christ is staggering. And perhaps you'd like to come along and come to Alpha early in the new year. Because such big claims, they are worth a little investigating. So what else did the angel say? The angel said that it was good news that will cause great joy for children until they grow out of it. No, wait, that's, that's not right. Uh, he said it's good news for people who always, always, always recycle. No, no, that's, that's not right either. He said it was good news for people who come to church every week without fail. No, no, he didn't say that either. And he didn't say it was, this was good news for some of the people and the rest of you bad luck. No, he said that this is good news for all 
of the people. But if you're anything like me, you still tend to count yourself out, don't you? You know, I'm sure that this is good news for the people that it's good for, but not for me. But all people, it's pretty comprehensive. That includes everyone. It includes you and me. And this is the good news, that whether or not you believe in God, God believes in you. Still, you might be thinking, I'm not a glowing nativity character. Spare a thought for Mary and Joseph. You know, they were just trying to hold down a a stable relationship. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) But really, Mary, Mary, she she was just a girl with no modern medicine in sight. She was exhausted and misunderstood. And there's Joseph arriving in his hometown. And clearly his family aren't going to take him in. And just to rub salt in the wound, he can't even check into a hotel. You know, they weren't finding Christmas easy. And then there's the the shepherds. And you can put away your white company tea towels and, and dressing gowns. They were the lowest of the low in society. They were untrusted, unworthy, unwelcomed. They, they prepared sheep for sacrifice in the temple, but they weren't allowed anywhere near the temple themselves. And it's into this situation, it's surrounded by these people, that Jesus enters the world and he chooses to spend his life with. But this is good news. This is good news not only that God is with us and that God is one of us, Now, in a moment, we're going to be taking communion. You might be thinking, it's a bit weird to be marking Jesus' death on the day that we're supposed to be celebrating his birth. It isn't Easter. But even at Jesus' birth, the angel announces, a saviour has been born to you. So Tim Berners-Lee wrote recently in the New York Times, I invented the World Wide Web. Here's how we can fix it. God, he doesn't just come to us with good advice, but he comes to us as good news. He's come to fix this world that he created because he loves each and every one of us. Because the the hurt that we cause to others, the hurt that we cause to God, and even the the hurt that we cause ourselves, our, our, our greatest need in this world, in this life, is not life optimization. Our greatest need is not a Brexit negotiator. Our greatest need is a saviour who can provide the forgiveness and the unconditional love that only God can bring to us. And this is good news for Mary, this is good news for Joseph, this is good news for the shepherds, and this is good news for you and me. Recently, I was on my way to, to doing something vicary, and, and someone handed me a, a lint chocolate. Has anyone had one of those yet this Christmas? A few of us willing to confess, good. Anyway, so I, um, I, got, I received this lint chocolate, and I thought, I really want that, so I'll keep that for later, and I placed it in my pocket. I know. What was I thinking? Now, at the time, I also had my dog collar in my pocket, so it's just this piece of plastic as well. And so later in the day, I pulled out my dog collar, and it was absolutely covered in chocolate. Very nice Swiss chocolate, I'll have you, but but it was completely covered in chocolate. And I was furiously trying to wash my dog collar. But really, who am I kidding? I should have just left it the way it is, because we're messy. I'm messy. You know, you all look fantastic today. 
But we're complex. We are messy people, and we need a savior. And the very reasons that we think prevent us from coming near to God at Christmas are the very reasons that he came to us. A savior has been born to you. So I haven't seen Santa yet this year. But next time I do, and he asks me, Jamie, have you been a good boy this year? I'm going to say to him, no, I haven't, Santa. But actually, let's be honest, neither have you. (laughs) Life is hard. It's hard to be good. It's hard to be good for five minutes, let alone an hour or a day. And even then, even if I could try really, really hard to be good all the time, I think I was made for more than mere morality. And while we're at it, Christmas, if it's about anything, it's about grace. And grace is a gift. And a gift, you can't earn a gift. You just have to receive it. It's just about, it's not about being good or bad. It's about whether or not you're willing to receive the gift. On balance, I'm willing to receive the gift. So would you please stop asking your stupid questions and give me my gift? Um, Now, you find gifts under the Christmas tree, don't you? And you also find that gifts come wrapped. Now, I've wrapped this gift in newspaper. It's quite hard to find good news stories in the newspaper. But I've wrapped it in newspaper to remind us that the gift of Christmas is not good advice, but it is good news. And and the angel says to the shepherds that they will find the baby wrapped in cloths. Now, the only other time that Luke talks about Jesus being wrapped was when he was placed in the tomb. But he wasn't left that way, was he? Those cloths, they were folded because Jesus left the tomb. We don't celebrate the birthdays of people who are dead, but we celebrate the birthdays of people who are alive. Jesus himself, he, Jesus is the gift that you can know, that you can talk to, that you can enjoy, that will bring you great joy. We heard John say that if you receive this gift, you will become a children, a child of God. And that isn't just good news, but that is the best possible news that we could receive. Jesus is your home. Whatever you're facing at the moment, Jesus is enough for you, just as you are. And if you have him, if you have this gift, then you have everything. Jesus, he is the difference between Christmas being a fleeting hype or a lasting hope. Jesus is the gift of good news to you. Will you open the gift? Let's pray. I'm just going to pray in the first person, and if this is something that you want to uh, say as well, just uh, pray these words silently after me. God, thank you for the unconditional love we see in Jesus at Christmas. And thank you that you came down to be with us and as one of us. I'm sorry for all the ways that I hurt others, I hurt you, and I hurt myself. And I receive you freely as this gift. And I ask you to be with me and live with me forever. And give me great joy this Christmas, now and always.
Amen. Amen.